This is the Broncos Blitz, presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app. Here's your host, Danny Williams. Back in NFL Aftermath Monday edition of the Broncos Blitz podcast. I am Danny Williams. Jake Meyer is the co-host and the producer of the product. He's here sitting across the table from me. Jake, how are you, buddy? Doing great. Clean shaven. Oh, this whole thing? Yeah. Uh, you too as well. We're um, Again, we like to keep it fresh and sexy for the ladies. It's one of our kind of themes uh, of life and love. But uh, we happen to both be clean shaven. We like the, Our women like us to sport a little gruff. Okay. Scruffy, scruffy. If there's one thing we do, it's like to keep those ladies happy. So we clean up our act today, though. We look like different dudes. Um, and I'm hoping the Broncos are... Am I hoping they're a different team this weekend against Washington? It's Monday. I want to talk about the whole NFL week. I want to talk about the Chiefs, um, you know, unraveling. We got so much stuff to talk about. But... Uh, do you want the Broncos to win be 4-4 four and four here next week? No. I don't. I what want do you? Them, I want them to lose every <laughs> single game from here on out. Uh, I know that's the the bad take to uh, oh, I'd want a team to tank and to want a team well, to start losing for here's the draft thing. position. You ask for it, okay? People want it, and you ask for it. And if you ask for it in the deliver, you can't keep hammering them every single week. And it's not easy. It's not easy to do because whether your team feels like you're tanking or you just can't win games, it's like it's to want to go after them, to go hard at them, to you know um, act like you you know you you know to 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 act like you really want that is a very very hard thing to accept, especially when it's being played out and on full display. So it's like we've never you know suck for luck, eh, you know we've never really. We're not the tanking kind of franchise. The football gods wouldn't like it. Um, I agree with that stuff. Um, and I just, you know, it's they're, the Broncos are too good and too classy of an organization and too well ran over an organization, even when they're bad, to be a two and three and four win team. It's not who they are, and it's not who they'll ever be. That's Bengals turf, Lions turf, Jaguars turf, Jets turf. Those are poop teams, okay? So the Broncos' worst stuff on their worst day, you know, worst season, I should say, uh, is still five or six or seven wins, and um, that's probably where they're headed this season. Um, Again, theoretically, you beat Washington, you're four and four, and maybe a playoff team, okay? But Washington, for one... um, they went from best defense in the league to almost worst defense in the league in one season. Um, Henneke's just good enough to kind of lose you games. I love the story, yeah. all that kind of stuff. I like Ron Rivera, but I would have to believe that Washington is either in on Russell Wilson or Aaron Rodgers next year, like believes they are, or they draft a quarterback very, very high, and that's it. So Lead again, it. again um, you beat Washington – they're one of the teams drafting the quarterback in front of you. You lose to Washington, maybe just by some way, shape, or form. You uh, finish with the fifth, sixth, seventh worst record instead of the um, seventh, eighth, ninth. Right. That's right. it. That's the difference so, one game can make. Again, he, the truth is, Jake, if they win this game, our, our the temperature in the room will change. Mm-hmm. They'll be 4-4 four and four and we'll say, well, look at the shit Chiefs. Look at all these other teams who look at what the Ravens happened to the Ravens here. Look at what the, uh, you know, she's um, the Jaguars finally got to win the... Uh, the who, Giants just got a dub. Giants got that dub. Um, it's anyone who bets the NFL like we do. 
knows that any week anything can happen. There's no rhyme or reason for it um, other than whoever's team is best coordinated comes out to play, and the guys who make the best plays that day will win the games. And the gap between best team and worst team in the NFL is very slim. Um, like we say, college football, the gap between the best and the worst team is a Grand Canyon wide. Um so, if the Broncos were to win the game, 4-4 four and four at the halfway point of the season, I think the temperature in the room will change. And then after that, we have who's after the uh, Washington? It's Dallas, I believe. Really? That's right. My brother-in-law wants me and he, um, my son JJ. Take a trip. To wants to go to a little roadie. Actually, he was looking for flights. He sent me flights this morning. It was like four or $500, though, for Yeesh. two of us. I mean, the then the... Rental car will cost you a fortune because we want to do stuff. And even tickets. If and then tickets will be at least 100 each, you got to imagine. Do That's- you want to go to Dallas for the experience or just to – when you go, you're going to watch the Broncos get waxed. <laughs> Damn, I'm wondering if they'll be 4-4, four and four, though, to go would feel a little bit different. Yeah, right. <laughs> There's no way the Broncos are beating the football team this week. I mean, I get it. Both of these defenses are probably the most overrated defenses coming into this Washington's season so probably far. Washington's better than the team than the Broncos. But I think Washington's probably a, better a little bit better. Broncos and actually might have one coming. You know, anymore. the yeah. Broncos, like, don't deserve it, don't have one coming, don't know when the bleeding and, here's and the how thing. to stop the bleeding is going to you know end. Here's, yeah. here's the one thing. The Broncos players, I don't think, want to play for this coaching staff anymore. And Washington... They, they love Ron Rivera. After you know him beating cancer last year, everything that they went through last year, going to the playoffs, um, and, and Ron Rivera is a real head coach. Vic Fangio, Pat Shermer, Ed Donatel, these guys aren't coaches. You know, these, these guys aren't... They're has-beens. They're um, retreads. They're... Um, they're not uh, legitimate coaches. Well, not anymore. Their day has passed. You know, they're legitimate coaches in their day. Now the game is kind of past these guys by. They're stale. They're stodgy. They're old-fashioned. Um, it doesn't make any sense at all. And I'm hoping Munchak isn't, you know, the one of the last guys on that old kind of man uh, train of thought. And he's the one survivor who could, again, he won't come back um, uh, I don't know. Would he, you know, this is like a clean the house. Every last person goes, maybe except for Munchak, but why would he want to stick around too unless he's going to be the head coach of the team? Which mm-hmm. I'd like to see what that would look like. And we could do that right now in a season that is um, lost. Now is lost and is all about. Um, Showing me, you know, show me what you got, uh, young player. Show me what you have left, veteran. Um, do we need you? Can we live without you? It's all about auditions now for these Broncos, and that's from top to bottom. Munchak's such an interesting character because he has that head coaching experience already. Uh, he's a Hall of Fame football player in his own right, and we already know he's one of the greatest position coaches in the league. So uh, he feels underutilized and undervalued here. Um, let him be the head coach of this team. Nothing else has to change besides Vic Fangio. You could even keep Shermer here to run the offense. Yeah. You really can. Um, and Fangio rolls, the head rolls, maybe um, Tom McMahon as well. So, um, again, it's like what I've said. It seems like it feels like the Broncos are too classy of a franchise to fire their head coach um, in the middle of the season. Of all the kind of things, the ugly things that, for better, for worse, um, that go along with it from the breath of fresh air to like you're doing it for your fans, but to then like, 
how do we, you know, who turns the lights on early in the morning? You know what I mean? Because he used to be here mm-hmm. to do that stuff. Who does? You know what I mean? It's like every last, it's everything is becomes like in flux in a lot of ways. And if you're a player, you're like, well, who's my leader? Who's leading us? At that point, you know, it could, it could get worse. Maybe that's the train of thought behind uh, some um, owners and general managers of it'll, it'll even get worse. Will it get worse? The team will go um um, in a different direction in terms of, you know, um, fighting, in-house fighting stuff, the money stuff, the veterans don't want the blame kind of stuff, one out, get me out of here kind of stuff, the rookie guys thinking these old buzzards suck, I should be playing, they can't get it done anymore, let me get mine. Is there, a, a, <coughs> is there any weight to a GM and an organization saying, we're still mathematically in the playoffs, so we're not going to fire our head Tons. coach. Well, I think the Broncos operate in that fashion. Mm-hmm. I truly believe that they operate in that fashion of until we're we can be four and seven, and still mathematic to three games out of a wild card spot, but still not eliminated yet. And you, it's because you have two or three division games in front of you. Whatever the way the AFC West shook out, whatever. But until that next day, a lot of teams that's the day they fire. That is the day they fire. And then the other day is Black Monday, where right. it's, you know, that end of the regular season, that last day, the coaches, you chop, because then you're first in line to interview these coaches um, who are on playoff teams, these assistants uh, type of stuff. Um, so, yeah. So I, w- I wasn't here on Friday, and you, you and Danny Bailey did the pod. How were you feeling right after that Browns loss? Were you firing everybody or? Oh, yeah. Or well, I said before that if you lose to Case Keenum, that that's a fireable fence. When I otherwise have stated confidently the Broncos are too classy of an organization to fire coaches midstream like this. It's a horrible look, okay? Um, however, losing this game with so many players out, to not have been able to find a way to get a W that was basically a playoff game for you, maybe more, more important than a playoff game because it was your livelihood. A playoff game, you lose and you're in the playoffs, that means you went to the playoffs. You're probably coming back the next year. So maybe playoff game and wasn't the right uh, phrasing um, because it's more than that. It's like life and death. You know what I mean? That's what this game was. And they lost it. And I thought that to save the season, there's your other philosophy, Jake. We're going to fire the coach and try to save the season. And in the NHL, I have seen coaches get fired midseason, take the team to a Stanley Cup and win the new coach. That's freaking happened in that league. Last year, Atlanta Hawks. That doesn't happen in the NFL. However, um, look at the NFC East last year. 7-9 won that poop division. Um, where's this, you know, where's this division going? Who's to say the Chargers are going to run away with it? I don't believe that at all. I probably still pick the Chiefs to come back and win it. But now there's already four losses on their record. So they can't win more than... Um, 13 games, 13 games, which Damn. we know they won't. So I think of the charger or the, uh, the chiefs is more of a 10 win team. Now a playoff, uh, a wild card team. Uh, but also I think 10 wins could end up still winning this division. I don't think the Ch- uh, Raiders get to 10 wins. And I think the chargers get to around 10 win. They're, uh, they're the kind of the X factor, um, in this whole thing. 
but uh, let's call it ha- the halftime point of the Broncos Blitz podcast. I am Danny Williams. I'm at Tweets Danny on Twitter. Jake Myers at Jake Meyer Radio on Twitter as well. Check the uh, radio show we do every single day here at Mile High Sports Radio um, in Denver, 98.1 FM. You can watch the show at milehighsports.com, the Mile High Sports app. Both places you can get this Broncos Blitz podcast as well, which if you're listening to it, you found it somewhere. So I have to tell you, you know, to find it because you're here and you're listening. Podcasts mm-hmm. are different than radio where you might stumble upon us on the dial or, you know, maybe someone turned you on to us. So thanks for listening to the podcast if you are and if you do. Um, again, we still, like, we're bringing it today. We, I'm feeling good about it all. I think I got, uh, I'm a, we're solutions oriented, Jake. We're problem solvers, bro. So yeah. I think we can help the Broncos and help figure a way out to um, see a light at the end of the tunnel, which in a big picture, it's all about um, my only goal in life is to have an elite quarterback. That's the only thing that matters to me besides my wife and kids and family is an elite quarterback and winning cha- Super Bowl championships. Um and you, Jake, my brother. Um, but DraftKings, our partner in this podcast, love these guys. I was on the DraftKings app um, all weekend long, moving and shaking, Some game, same game part laying. Um, right now, they have an awesome offer for you newbies. You have to take advantage of it. New customers can bet just $5 on any NFL game this week. Okay, that's tonight's game, and that's these games through this next week here, week eight of the NFL season, win $200 in free bets. $5 equals $200 in free bets. Winner, winner, Jake. Chicken, Chicken dinner. dinner. Uh, same game parlays. Um, I love them. I do them all the time. I've had success with them. I hit a mega same game parlay last week. I showed Jake. Um, it was one of the biggest hits I've had ever. Um, did it on DraftKings. Uh, cashed out my money. Quick and easy. Got it. Safe and reliable. Secure. Don't have to worry about any of that stuff. Partners of the NFL is DraftKings Sportsbook. One of the official partners of the NFL. Uh, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code MHS. Bet just $5 on any NFL game to, uh, team to win their game this weekend with $200 in free bets. If they win, you win. Uh, promo code MHS. Use our promo code MHS so they know that I sent you, okay? So they know that we sent you here um, and make it happen for yourself. And then tell us about all your winnings. DraftKings Sportsbook, official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older, Colorado only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem call 1-800-522-4700. Okay. Um, kind of Tra- laid the groundwork down, set the tone. What were you going to say? Trade deadline coming up here in a like a week and yeah. a day. Uh, any Broncos you want out of here? Any any yeah, players you got an eye to the on? Cowboys and try to let them have their own Demarcus Ware effect happen there. Uh, Vaughn's always wanted to play for the Cowboys. That's the team he loved growing up. He's from there. That's his neck of the woods. Vaughn has nothing left to offer us. Um, he could still be a high-end contributor on a, a, a another team that is has playoff aspirations. Um, there's no shame to it. I do love the idea of um, Cal Ripken in an Orioles jersey for his entire career and Tony Gwynn in the same thing. Those days are kind of few and far between. And Peyton Manning finished his career with the Broncos. You know what I mean? Right. And Tom Brady plays for the Buccaneers right now, you know? So... Uh, I love Vaughn. Vaughn's a Hall, first ballot Hall of Famer here, and Vaughn's one of the greatest defensive players in NFL history here. 
he can go have success elsewhere. I'd wish him the best. I hope he wouldn't. I wouldn't want him to be washed somewhere else. I'd go uh, hope he could win, um, you know, somewhere else in the twilight on the way out a little bit. So I trade Vaughn. Well, if he's I washed would, here, why wouldn't he be washed? It's too much else? pressure on him to lift an entire <laughs> defense. And I'm not saying their defense is any better, but the season it kind of is. And again, do I think it'll work in Dallas and they'll win a Super Bowl? No. I do like Dak more than I ever kind of had, and it's like in spite of Jerry Jones and McCart. McCarthy, McCarthy, right. uh, McCarthy, and um, yeah, so uh, Cream Jackson, I'd consider trading him as well. Um, also on the block would be Fuller. Um, I don't know. Yeah, it, uh, Kyle Fuller would be, um, I think, valuable to the Buccaneers or someone right now as a backup who plays and could do more than part-time play. I'd do that in a heartbeat. Um, I'd have to think about it. Melvin a bit. Gordon. Yeah, I'd move Melvin Gordon totally. Would move on from Melvin Gordon. I bet you can get a fourth or a fifth for Melvin Gordon, um, especially if he, again, you know if the Ravens have one more injury or if they want to go solidify that backfield. Geez, um, there's teams who would definitely take Melvin Gordon and, and pay the price to do it of a fourth round pick, of a fifth round pick as a rental. Um, what else here? Um, Drew Locke. Um, is he cost you nothing to keep around? Right, and I think if someone offered you a fourth round pick for Drew Locke or more, a third, which I don't think would happen, you'd consider it. The only offers they'd get on Drew Locke is sixth and seventh, I think. Which for the cost, you'll need him in case of injury, just yeah. to be able to have a legitimate, bona fide NFL quarterback to go out there and you know. Um, and play quarterback for your team. You know, uh, we don't know that uh, Brett Rippon can actually do that or not, even though, like I said, I think Brett Rippon's every bit as drop as good as Drew Locke is and ever was. So, yes, like that. Um, it's all about Deshaun Watson, and we'll save that for tomorrow's podcast because okay. Okay. I think we have a lot to discuss when it comes to Deshaun Watson um, and the Broncos. Um, he has a no-trade clause despite all this mess. Um, and he just said he would be willing to open it up and expand it to more teams other than the Dolphins, who it's very, very you know out there and, uh, and known that that's where he wants to go, and that's the team he would and kind of so in a, in a sense has waived his no trade clause for. Um, as uh, the Panthers are now slipping away a little bit um, with Darnold, even though they've had some you know moderate success with that um, experiment. Uh, of course, they'd be down on Deshaun Watson. They've been um, his biggest trade cam partner and the ones negotiating a trade even before all the allegations. So those are two teams. You mentioned the Eagles tied to Deshaun as well. I think they're the type of franchise that could totally withstand the uh, blowback from that. I also think they have Jalen Hurts to trade back to um, the Texans, who I think they'd want a project or a prospect or a proven quarterback uh, like Tua to come back in the deal. Right. Um, so they have that to offer. So um, then are the Broncos themselves um, uh, candidates for a trade? What would the trade look like? And are the Broncos the type of franchise to be able to kind of withstand that blowback a little bit? So I've already said too much. We'll save that for tomorrow. Let's talk about the Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes and maybe their worst game and his worst game to date. Yeah. In his, um, in his, I'll say this, 
already Hall of Fame career could fall off a cliff tomorrow and we're talking about him as a Hall of Famer. As a Hall first battle Hall of Famer. And he would, you know, that's what it would be. He's already had like a Terrell Davis-like career. You yeah. Know? Um, so I'm, I'm going to start by saying I think that the, the thought for me of – Patrick Mahomes becoming the greatest quarterback in NFL history for the first time this weekend that started to uh, make me reconsider and think that I better start showing Tom Brady some fucking credit. I mean, for real, you know what I mean? <laughs> right. And, um, and the Mahomes is, I mean, um, and the Rogers is the breezes and the Russell Wilson's guys who won a championship are all time greats. Are greats are greats. Sorry, sir. one Super Bowl. Back that up. They're greats, but not all time greats. Mm -hmm. The all time greats is Peyton Manning and Tom Brady, Joe Montana, and Joe Montana, and John Elway. And that's kind of you know if you want to put Otto Graham in there, you know, playing with the leather helmet, all that kind of stuff. We 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 can do that, but that's the all time greats. Patrick Mahomes was doing things that no one has ever done, even the all time greats. And the projection was felt like we have to just put him in there now and already talk about him like that. However, we've seen what's happened to two guys who we would love to be in orange and blue next year, Russell Wilson and Aaron Rodgers. Two guys who um, won Super Bowls early in their career and everybody thought we did and they did themselves thought, oh, frick, this thing's easy. We're gonna, why don't we just win them every year? And I'm probably going to win <laughs> lots more of these. So we know it's very, the hardest thing to do in sports, professional sports. Do you know what? In any sport, my J JJ's you know, eight-year-old baseball team was, is to align the stars and win a championship. We, um, this our last weekend for our last, um, you know, eight-year-old baseball games, it's a kid pitch. It's like, you know, it's kind of big boy baseball. We beat a team 6-0 to zero that we lost to. That was the best team. We beat them in the semifinal. Beat them 6-0. to zero. I mean, the dads pissed the whole thing. It was so great. In a way, that was like our championship game because we lost to a team that we tied and wasn't as good as the team we just played in the championship game we lost, okay? And, you know, it, we didn't, you know, I could have had my little eight-year-old lineup different. I could have pitched my little couple guys different. It could have ended up different, we didn't align the stars and we didn't win a championship. And while my guy wanted to cry, I cried about it, you know, after kind of, I mean, no, I didn't, um, for a professional team to be able to align the stars to win championships. That's the goal. That's the mission. That's the journey. That's the, you know, that's what we do it for. That's what everyone does this thing for every single day. You get up and work hard um, for just a chance to, to win a championship. I mean, again, make lots of money. Let's make lots of money, money on DraftKings. Yes. Um, so my point in conclusion, such as um, it's hard to win championships. It's like one of the most simplest things I've said for freaking 15 years that I've been on the radio here in town. The hardest thing to do in sports is win championships. It's hard to win championships. It's not easy. It's not easy. Russell Wilson was at the front freaking porch of back-to-back -back world championships. And it's Malcolm Butler and the Patriots, the last team on earth who you'd think deserves another championship, who rips the freaking thing away in the greatest play in NFL history, the greatest defensive play in NFL history, because it single-handedly won the Super Bowl for New England. And Tom Brady, who was on the sideline, pissed off, I mean, you know, so angry, had accepted defeat in his body. 
The game was over. Okay, and they find a way to win that game. Um, Aaron Rodgers, the uh, how many the um, uh, the fail Mary. That's yeah. Green Bay and Seattle again. These two teams directly, you know, uh, one one of these franchises keeping the other away from winning a, a Super Bowl or two, maybe, uh, and those guys in particular. So it's hard. It's hard for the Chiefs. They're getting worse. They're not getting better. Their defense is horrible. Um, with that t- Tyree kill, you see what a dimension he is, and he adds to that team. Honey Badger, Chris Jones, all these defensive guys who are fat and paid and happy now aren't playing at the same level. Um, I think they caught lightning in a bottle. Their defense was never good except for the second half of the year they won it. The second half of the year they won it, they got hot, and last year they were, uh, I mean, horrible. Um, and this year, I mean, is paper thin. They're um, what's falling happen- pins. They are. They're um. They're they're a big mess. I don't feel sorry for him. If there's any saving grace, and it kind of sounds pathetic on my part a little bit, it's that I like that they're down and going through this because um, I don't like that fan base very much. I think they're p- kind of punks and they act like they've been doing it for you know w- winning games for thirty or forty years here, like the Broncos have, and they haven't. Um, and again. In the end, I think I'm going from now, Patrick Mahomes is great, and has a chance to be a great one. But I think I'm coming off an all-time great kind of stuff. Because look at the come-up of Burrow. Look at Herbert. Okay? Look what these guys are doing. Look at uh, Josh Allen, who's doing all of the same exact things almost that uh, Mahomes has done. And if he wins it this year, Josh Allen... I mean, Super MVP, uh, you know, favorite right now. Maybe the Bills to go uh, to go in the AFC, no doubt about it. And he's already Mahomes. Then he then we already would have accomplished what Mahomes did. And it, that doesn't mean he's going to go and do it three or four more times. It just means that these young quarterbacks who catch lightning in a bottle, who you don't have to pay thirty or forty million dollars to. Um, and then find a way to pay the rest of your team when you're paying these guys little money on the come-up rookie contracts, it's always going to be harder for the Chiefs now because you're paying Patrick Mahomes a fourth of your um, the, the money you have to, to spend on your entire cap. roster. So, again, when you're paying Russell Wilson um, a million two as a third-round pick, when you're paying Patrick Mahomes as a first-round pick, you know, 4.8, 4.9 million bucks, that you can, you know, um, when you're paying Aaron Rodgers, you know, 16, 17, 18 million bucks instead of the 40 he makes now all those years ago on the come up when he still hasn't proven anything and has everything to prove, it's easier to win those Super Bowls. That's a, um, um, what's the word I'm looking for? That's a um, recipe. Um, that's truly a recipe and we're seeing it. And then when these teams have to pay these quarterbacks all kinds of money, it's harder to recapture that magic. We talk about, you know, there's, you know, some teams have got bricks and no mortar. Some teams have all mortar and no bricks. Um, it's that balance that builds the building up and keeps the building upright and makes it a championship building. Yeah, I'm with you there. I mean, it, it's tough. Like you said, it, it's very difficult to win championships, to put it all together. And the Chiefs made back-to-back championships and won one of them. And Patrick Mahomes and the rest of the Chiefs have clearly regressed. And the AFC West is now up for grabs. Uh, the Chargers looking good, but you know the Chiefs have definitely come back to reality. And it is a, it is a recipe for success. Every, every It seems like it happens with every team. Yeah. With the young quarterback, you know, the ascension, the buildup, it the is hype. the come up. We call it the come up. It's real. 
Yes. The come up is real. The staying on top, that's the hard part. Outside of like Brady. Staying on top is the hard part. Don't you hear what the rappers have to say? <laughs> the hardest part is staying on top of the game. Outside of Brady and that's about it. Nobody else is winning Super Bowls. No. You know, at, at that's that why point he's of their such career. an anomaly. Everyone else is taking them away from each other. You know, right. Rodgers, Breeze, uh, a ruthless boner, Brady, uh, Peyton. Um, those guys were all kind of taking them away from each other. And they're all great ones. They're all great ones. But there's great ones, and then there's all-time greats. That's all I got for today. What about you? You good? I think we could call this a pod. Yeah, let's call it a pod. We'll talk about Monday Night Football, which goes down tonight, tomorrow, as well as uh, feature Deshaun Watson and kind of figure out who, what, when, where, why, how, um, what would the ramifications be, when will he play again, all that kind of stuff. I think we have a pretty good outline and outlook on what Deshaun Watson's football future in terms of when he finally gets in the field, um, um, as well as the player he'll be when he gets on the field, which I think is top five, bro. With the Broncos roll the dice and take a gamble on a guy like that, you say, don't say anything. We'll see. We'll see tomorrow. Tomorrow. Okay. Uh, for Jake Meyer, he's at Jake Meyer Radio on Twitter. I'm at Tweets Danny on Twitter. Thanks for listening to the Broncos Blitz podcast. Listen to the radio show at milehighsports.com. We're on from 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. every single day. Uh, you can watch it at milehighsports.com, 98.1 FM, uh, if you're here in Denver, which a lot of you guys aren't. So thanks for being with us wherever you're from. We appreciate you guys, and we love you guys. Good night, Sheila. Good night. Good night.